Okay, we're back in the post show. I, I, I thought you didn't like the Ragnarok. I poured the rest of it. I didn't give you any. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then cool. you it kept bouncing up like, oh shit, I already poured it all. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best leftovers of, you know, Greg's favorite leftovers. I'm so, I yeah, no, I, 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 like I said, my, my. I completely missed you comparing it to a goddess. You mm-hmm. know? My whole thing was me comparing it to KMF, whereas yeah. like, of course everything's going to lose to KMF. I love that beer. So we got to find a beer that's better than KMF for you. Good luck. No, I know. <laughs> please, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, let's let's see, like, like let's find like the um, Lost Abbey's best Flanders. Let's, you know, that kind of thing. Let, let let's go to uh, let's go to Flanders I, itself. And <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had a beer with more character. Than yeah. That. You're not wrong. Not obviously wrong in any way. I mean, Rombach Run Crew isn't, I don't think, has the same kind of nuance. Mm hmm. No. There's got to be someone out there, but yeah. It's such a shame they stopped making it. Well, yes. It might come back. It might come back, right? Just like, you know, Utopias goes through a couple, you know. Yeah, I mean, Topi's on a biannual schedule, right? Yeah. But KMF might get rotated back in. I mean, if they got the if they got the components in barrels, there's only so much you can do with those kinds of flavors. Mm. Okay, so... I was thinking about this. Because... I may have a situation that I'm trying to figure out, which is very similar to something that I've done with you, but I try to do it better than what I do with you. Okay. The teaching uh, thing? I yeah. Guess? Okay. Yeah. I may have to sort of uh, teach my niece uh, complex numbers. How old is she right now? She is 13. Okay. I was going to guess 14. 14, maybe? It's, it's somewhere in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my guess, but uh, it's it's in that range. Um, so I'm trying to think of because I I think I, I I did a I didn't do a great job teaching you complex numbers. I tried, but I, I I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I saw there was one I saw a number file about a month ago. It was talking about. It was talking about, like, I don't remember exactly what it was talking about, but the, the premise he kept going back to was, like, the direction at which you approach a number. Yeah. Right? And it was, if I remembered all the details, it had something to do with complex numbers. Right. But I, how, what was it? Okay, well, here's what I'm thinking. And, and, and let me let me walk you through this, and maybe you'll be able to, because you know what they are, maybe you'll be able to sort of help me figure out whether this is good or not. My here's my plan. All right, start with you know what a number line is, All right? So mm-hmm. we have a point that we start and we go off in some direction, and we also know what zero is, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So we can start with a point zero, and then we have one, and we have 
two, which is really two ones, and then we have three, which is three ones. Each of these are... Mm-hmm. So, another important thing that's, that, that to point out here is zero is a special number, and one is a special number. Zero is what's called the additive identity, which simply means no matter what number you add it to, you get the same thing back. If you add zero to three, you get three. If you add zero to a million, you get a million. So that's a type of identity that has to do with addition. Mm-hmm. One is another interesting number. It's our multiplicative identity. If you multiply some number by one, you would get the same number. So, that's another so it number. has the same effect as zero when you use a multiplication. For multiplication egg. as opposed to for addition. It also happens for happens to be an identity for division. Nine divided by one is nine. Uh, this is an important number because it's also unitary. This is the unit. Like we said, two mm-hmm. is just two ones. Three mm-hmm. is three ones. One and zero are really important numbers here to, to think about. But, okay, so we just have a number line. We're, we're comfortable with that. We're comfortable with, with all types of things that we can do in that number line, addition, multiplication, whatever. We can also extend that number line in the other direction we're comfortable with negative numbers let's go to the next so we have negative one it's our unit but in Mm -hmm. we call it the reverse but it really doesn't matter what direction we go in right this is just we have some arbitrary point called zero and we push around so here's a question for you yeah so negative numbers how would you Describe that. I can think of two options and, and, and have a third one bordering. And this is not for my own education, but more of my like how I would describe it to ch- children, right? And that is, you know, like what is a negative number, right? You can't really have negative things, but you can't have owed things, right? So you could talk about debts. To describe negative numbers. I think that the pro- you could talk about, and then if it's not debts, then you just have kind of a more intellectual thing. Of, no, it's more abstract. Yeah, <laughs> if you just progress this number line in the opposite direction, but but you know it's not only abstract because look at this equation which dips into the negative space but ends in the positive space or something like that, mm-hmm. right? You could show that, right? Right, but my the way I would describe negative numbers in this sense because we're we're going to need abstract concepts here is the understanding that negative number is just displacement from a point in an opposite mm-hmm. direction from what you call positive which is but you could say that you know I, I think for I think I think the second thing I said is probably a good way to kind of frame it at the beginning right and that is you may let's look at this equation. 2 minus 5 plus 7, mm-hmm. right? It dips into the negative. I mean, unless you reorder the equation, but it dips into the negative. Right. And you're just accounting that negative placeholder. Right. And it ends in the positive. But the right? other way you but, think about it is if you subtract 2 from 3, you're going to get 1. It's that that's You understand that on a number line, you just mm-hmm. go 2 points. Well, what happens if you go 2 points from 1? Mm-hmm. Right, right. You, so you're just going into. Yeah. It depends on what level we need to describe it, but I think you could like 
obviously ending in the positive at the end of your equation still gives you like your word problem where you're paying someone something or do it, you know, like a word problem that ends in a negative has to be a debt. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. And and that's why I'm, I, I, I think that it's, it's better to deal with this on the more abstract level, which is where do you go when you get beyond zero, when you're subtracting beyond zero, (laughs) that's where your negative numbers go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just tie the two together, you know, like, but there's an interesting thing about negative numbers here. Which isn't really obvious. I think the reason that I keep bringing this—I'll let you go. Yeah. Is like I don't think I appreciated the point. The the you know like negative numbers when I was learning them was just an answer. It mm-hmm. was. It wasn't like necessarily a concept, even maybe a concept, but not one that I appreciated. Sure. Right? So I think, you know, I think my whole line of questioning here is like trying to build a better, and that's kind of what Common Core does, right? But more intuitive understanding yes. of the number line. Mm-hmm. So maybe my kids, when they were first introduced to negatives, had a different point of view. Uh, maybe that's what I'm, I'm trying to re-engineer that. Like, how can my experience have been better? With negatives, this is super simple. I know you're getting way beyond this here in a moment when I let mm-hmm. you get way beyond it, but you know, it's this something is important, it's no. something to talk about, right? It's you know, it's like so. I was kind of seeking your opinion whether you thought debts would be a good option or or dipping into negative before you ended a positive answer. See, my problem with debts is that they're they're not abstract enough, they, they, okay. they, they're too focused on real world things, and I think that's a problem because, like, I was explaining to my sister. I think that understanding things like complex numbers is as important as understanding Shakespeare to, to filling yourself out as, as understanding the world. It, they're, they're, and, and they aren't yeah, most, felt that most way. Most people will use neither. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but they're, it's, it's somehow become acceptably like, oh, I never was good at math, you know, I'm, for, for, for someone who's a scholar it's willing to say that yeah. where it it's absurd to me in some sense that a scholar would be able to say oh I never got good you know I never understood math and sure. I understand math can be hard believe me math is not easy <laughs> to 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 pretty much anyone but understanding some of these concepts like I said I think the best poets understand some math in there too if you if you're gonna understand the world, having some education in math is is important, as important as understanding how the language is used. Okay. So back to the number line. So there's an interesting thing here about negative numbers. Let's go with with, with the idea, which is you know enforced between us that if you multiply some number, let's say two times negative one you get negative two right yeah. yeah if you multiply negative numbers times themselves they turn into positive if you multiply two positive numbers by themselves they'll always be positive multiply them by a negative right teachers never explain that never then the sign gets carried right mm-hmm. never never yeah. like like as soon as you said that I'm like I mean 
I'm trying to picture like the machination, how that make, how it logically makes sense, right? And I think I got it. It didn't take. It took me like half a second to figure it out, or two seconds, somewhere between half and two seconds. But you know, it also at the same time, another part of my brain is like, those motherfuckers never, never explained that uh-huh. log- why that's logical, other than if you multiply by a negative, you bring the sign with it, right? What, what What is happening here? Well, if we multiply neg 2 by negative 1, we flip to the other side of the number line. So you have some... If you think of some arrow that's going to 2, right? It goes away to the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, there's an interesting concept here that is like... That isn't brought up much, but I think it's important. Let's say we have the number 2 and we multiply it by negative 2. Well, if we did 2 by 2... We'd get to four, right? Mm-hmm. You'd go two spots forward on number line. If we multiply two by negative two, we'd get to negative four. That's six spots on the number line. Yeah. Something interesting is happening there. Well, it's sure. I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah, and it's like it's not it's not subtraction, right? Because zero is your starting point for all multiplication, mm-hmm. right? So, 2 times 0 is 0. So, you're already down to 0. So, 2 times negative 1 is in that direction. So, yeah, I mean, when you name it that way, right? It's not a... Multiplication always starts at 0. Addition always starts at the, the Well, addition starts at 0. Multiplication starts at 1, right? Because 0 well, just... Well, when you have an equation, multiplication of negatives will start negating from zero. Additions of negatives will start negating from one of the add-ins. So, what's interesting here... I mean, is that... that, That's kind of a logical way to look at it, right? Well, kind of, but here's what I'm trying to go with it. I, I, when you say okay, when you say multiply by the add-ins, what what exactly do you mean? Well, I'm saying, so let's look at two equations, mm-hmm. right? You have um, two plus negative five, right? And two times negative five, and two times negative five, right? Okay, right. So when you do two plus negative five, you're starting at two and subtracting five. Mm-hmm. When you do two times negative five, you're actually starting at zero and going five groupings down of two. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Right. That. that okay. I see where you're going. Um, there's another way to look because, at it. Because okay, let's make these equations equal, right? Like like similar, right? So. Two times negative five. It, let's keep two at times negative five at, at the same way, mm-hmm. and then two plus negative five is really negative three. But no, if you want to make it a multiplication, right? It is. I thought I had it in my head here because you just put a times one in there somewhere. Um, yeah, two times one minus five. Mm-hmm. Right? Two so, times one minus five. So now, if you take two times one minus five and two times minus five, they're 
Wait. Two times minus five. Two times one. Let me write it out. I thought I had something in my head, but I need to write it down. Because okay. I, I have a way that I'm going with this, which I think is is helpful. Yeah. But I want you to, to to finish your thought. So sure. so so my two equations were two plus two negative five plus negative five and two times negative five. Two times negative five. So I wanted to. Oh, here. So we can do. Two, take the first one and make sure they have like the equal operators in, right? So two times one plus negative five, and then you have. Why, why would you do two times one plus negative five? Let me get there. Let me get there. That's 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 the two plus negative five is two times one plus negative five, and then we have the two times negative five, so it's two times. Uh, maybe it doesn't get me there. Okay. So let me let me Two see if negative five, and then put the plus zero. So that'd be a plus zero. So I have the same operators on both sides. I I think I just threw away my idea. Okay. But my idea was get the same operators in both equations, kind of make them more similar, and then you, the, the I think you're on the right the track. difference would pop out right. Is what I was trying to do. I think you're on the right track to what I'm trying or, or okay. going to, to, to do. <clears throat> so we have 2 plus negative 5, we get negative 3. So we just go 5 in, in the opposite direction. We find ourselves in negative People three. might be saying, why did Jeff say 2 plus negative 5 instead of 2 minus 5? It, a negative five is just. I know, but the, the, I mean, I was going to answer my own question mm-hmm. since I said it, and it was. Because you want to use a negative number. You wanna... I wanted to use a negative number. I didn't want an equation that just happened to end up mm-hmm. negative. Right. Right, and that's important. It's a good. It's a. It's a. It's a very good uh, sort of intuitive feeling that you had, because that is important to what I'm going to try to explain and, and see if I if I'm successful. So addition, just simply, we move on the number line. We're familiar with that. <laughs> Multiplication, there's something else interesting going on. Because when we flip by, if, if we just had two times negative one, we go to negative two. Now, two times one is just an identity. We stay here. Mm-hmm. Two times negative one, we fly, we fly ourselves on the other side of the number line. Well, it's the, e- it's the equal distance from zero. Right. And that's kind of what I was trying to say a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Is ne- multiplication by negatives... You jump more spaces on the number line, but that's 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 a false premise, right? The the the, the truth is your your origin is zero. You're equidistant from zero. So what you can do here is you can split up this two times negative five into something like two times negative one times five, right? Yeah, then we that's have, that's the equation I was looking for. Okay. Then we have now we're on negative two, and then we multiply it by five. Yes. And we get the same answer. Okay, that's that's what I... All right. So what's happening when we multiply by negative one? Right, it's, it's rotating. Take... It's rotating... Oh! <laughs> it's rotating around zero. Uh-huh. Motherfucker. What I'm doing is I'm taking a pen at zero, and I'm moving it up and into complex area and moving back down. 
Okay. You motherfucker. So then that becomes what does that mean? Well, but but again, is that all right? So one of the things I just said a moment ago was, you know, the notion of a false premise, right? When you said that it was moving six spaces on the number line mm-hmm. as opposed to four, even though the answer is negative four, right? You were trying... I don't... I, I don't know if that was part of you, you know, teaching and trying to introduce like a, a thing, but, you know, I saw it as like, that. that's just... That's a false premise, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't even say that. That's talk about what you know a different way of describing that phenomenon, right? So now that you're rotating from positive two to negative two through a vertical axis, I'm skeptical that the rotation isn't just you introducing another false premise, like right? Like okay, I agree. This is this is where I come into my problem of how do I how do I make sure that comes across that that's like, what's happening. Why can't it just mirror? Why does it have to rotate through, right? Mm-hmm. And here's where it gets interesting. What does it mean if I'm... Okay, so I if, even if I accept the rotation, what does it mean for me to partially rotate? What does it mean for me to no. go... No, I get you. Yeah, halfway I get through you. the rotation. I get you, but you need to tell me a story why the rotation's a thing. Well, the, that's what I came up with, was this this discrepancy between the, the behavior on the number line. When you do the multiplication, you have this discrepancy about how it behaves in but, the Okay, but range. you could describe the multiplication phenomenon by saying, let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can do this, you know, um, with good a good point and good clarity mm-hmm. the first time trying to run through it, right? All right. So when you set up that whole premise of going from two to negative four, go six spaces, even though it's uh, all the math involved without the negative sign is just twos mm-hmm. and fours. But two plus four is six. So I don't know if there's something there or not, but it's not the point of what I'm trying to say. So we have zero, positive, zero, negative, <coughs> direction. One, two, three, four, one, two on the top. Now, okay, so you have two times, what was it, negative four, right? Or negative, no, no, two times negative two, right? Sure. I mean, I think that's what we were talking about in the previous example, right? Okay. And instead of rotating, I'm more of looking at chunks, right? I'm looking at this Lego here that's sure. positive 2. And now I'm going to multiply by negative 2, which means I take it off the number line. And I replace it at 0 going the other direction. Okay. So there's my times 1. There's my times 2. Right? Uh-huh. So I'm using, I'm just taking this Lego off and I'm snapping one Lego down mm-hmm. and I'm snapping another Lego down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much what I got, right? right? But I mean, it's it's kind of how I was picturing like bucketing. When I was getting my kids, trying to give them a, a nuance on multiplication, I, I didn't ever, I never said time, like I tried, I, I shouldn't say I never. My goal was to not say two times. I was doing this very word problemy thing. 
I would, I would, in, when I was introducing the concept of multiplication, I would always say two groups of four, three groups of four, right? Now they're picturing groups, and you can kind of, you know, so that's how I kind of introduced multiplication to my children, was not times, but groups of. And this is kind of a groups of. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, yes. That's so, what I got. so what tells you whether the group at, at zero or not is whether there's a negative sign <laughs> here, right? No, because if you're multiplying a positive, you're still grouping from zero up. But if there's Two not time, a negative... The negative tells you which way to group, but you're still starting at zero. Two times ten, you may take your two-block Lego, and you start at the zero, and you start snapping them in. So and Two times negative ten, you do the same thing in zero and go the other direction. Two times negative ten means you take ten twos mm-hmm. and start at the zero, but go in the negative direction. Right? Mm-hmm. Two times ten means you take two, and you take ten of them, and you put them in positive direction. Mm-hmm. So what's negative two times negative ten? Good question. Yes. And without doing what my motherfucking teachers said, where double negatives equal positives, how do you intuit a negative Lego? That's a good question. Because I think everything that everything we've talked about and you know that been proposed, it, it's it's common core style, right? It's number line intuitive mm-hmm. type stuff. But how do you intuitive a negative Lego? And Legos might be the f- where it falls apart. How do? But what else can we use? What's a? Hmm. There's gotta be something good. Do you have something good? Uh, just what I've explained to you before. Rotating. So does rotating describe a neg- double negative better? Rotating means that you're you know you're on this side of the number line anyway. You don't have to rotate because you're still on this side. Everything okay, all right, all right. So side. so instead of this whole physical manifestation of groups of things, that's where two sets of negatives. So I think physical manifestations of like Legos holds up with one negative in the equation, but when you put two in the equation. You can you can tell the kids that's the rule, but that's not what we're striving for, right? Mm-hmm. We're not striving for people memorizing rules. We're striving for them understanding the number line. So, so and when you do a negative two times negative ten, you actually flip to this side because you're just dis- you're you disentangling the, the negative one from the negative from the negative ten, mm-hmm. right? Because negative two times negative ten is positive twenty. Yeah, I'm still trying to get it on a gut level. I'm still trying to... Like, why is it obvious that it flips? It's not obvious. That's the problem. It's not obvious But there's got to be all. something. There's got to be... Obvious fi- might be the wrong word. I but. haven't figured out what the obvious is. But... So... You're at the point where I am, which is how do you get into here, which is, all right... What does this rotation mean? Because once you then get into that well, concept, sure. you can then start to say, what does it mean to half a rotation? No, right? I, I, and, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
what you need, what I was hoping you would show me, because I got really excited for a second there, is that you were going to with you were going to convince me that the rotation is how it works. And that is how it works. See, that's the interesting thing is that what you find by then by taking this what seems like a trick is when you then okay does a double double negative help reinforce that the neg- the rotation I, is how it works? I'm not sure, but but if you go with it for a little bit, you can't just so two times negative one. You can't just say okay, <laughs> let me do half of negative one to get halfway. Because that just be two times a negative one half, mm-hmm. which is negative a half. That's not that doesn't solve the problem of what's in here. Yeah. But if you take this as sort of a compound number that is somehow squared, and you take the square root then of this, Let's call that i. We'll just we'll imagine <laughs> there's a number. Then. When you start to do the math in here, mm-hmm. everything can be pulled back to the real number. Everything makes sense. Everything is consistent. You start to find that by taking this seriously, you've instead of you've opened up this whole this whole area that was always there from the axioms that, that you built the number line are. Mm-hmm. There was always these other numbers there. You just never realized it. But they were always there. This number line is one tiny slice of an infinite object. Right. All right, so here's a question for you. You have... I might know this, I might not. I can't think of it right now. All right, so we're taking a one-dimensional number Moreover, line. Moreover, so sorry, but I just want to add this. You can then take that same process... And add multiple dimensions. That's what I'm asking right now. Don't steal my okay. thunder. All right. So yeah, you're so on the paper. He has his number line going uh, up and down, and he drew a semicircle around zero, going to the left. Mm-hmm. But what if he drew it going up at ninety degrees? Yep. Right. It goes it's out of the paper dimension. and back into the yes. paper. Mm-hmm. Same math. Exactly the same math. This, but okay. So, so how? Like, what's that called? Like, like, what am I? What have I heard? Like, this is complex. Oh, it's just all complex. It's the complex, yeah. And then a third dimension would be kind of like the same thing. It's just rotating around the line or something like that. Or well, you just—it's just this, but in a different direction. Well, it's not just another plane at that point, right? Because any point on any other plane is just. Uh, all you need is so all you need is another one extra number to get into this run, right? You, you said mm-hmm. you have some number x times some number with i in it. Right? Oh, you'd be proud of me. I was talking about Klein bottles this week. Yeah. <laughs> so in order to to define some number that's here, but here, you would need both of these numbers another number. But that's numbers. that's kind of a sum of the this this plane and this plane, you know. The, but a, that's not a third dimension, the third di- of, or Why fourth dimension, because it? it's 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 this is, it's, this is a two dimensional number. To get to here, you just need a three dimensional number, right? 
to get to a fourth dimension number, you just need to add a fourth dimension. Right, which is around one of the other dimensions, right? Just another degree of freedom. Yeah. This same math is all you need for an infinite number of dimensions. Related back to this. Mm-hmm. Because this is just sure. the square root of this right. number. Yeah, I think there's just one little piece that... Needs yeah, that that's the problem. Like... Because the problem is, it's not that that piece that you're that that you're stuck on is something I'm stuck on. Where's the intuitive answer? That's where intuition breaks, I guess. Why? And and the weird thing is, why is rotation the best? The thing is that of the phenomenon, as you do more problems, it starts to become intuitive. Right, but there's there's should be. There should be a reason why it seems like the, the best answer. That's where I came up with the negative, taking the negative one out. Because that gives, and the difference between the negative here, because yeah. versus the... No, I think, your, I think your methodology is much better than anything that we learned mm-hmm. in school. But I just want to take it that last mile. I want to take it that last... I want to bring it home. Me too. I want to bring it home. That's why I was asking. I was hoping that you'd be able to help me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's such a... It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's subtle, right? It's Because like, right now you're stuck with just... Take this. And rotate it. You know, and flip it over. Mm-hmm. Flip it over through a medium or something, you know. Like you're, it, basically, it's like trust me. Yeah, which is not much better than saying it's the not sign ideal. Carries. But if you work through it, you start to understand yeah. why that works. But it's not much better than saying it's just a rule. The sign carries, you know. It's, mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the downside to this. Mm. Like when you awful. know it and you see this rotation. You're like, oh yeah, that's a good way to put it. But then you're like, well, how do you describe how do you get there? that? How do you get there? How do you make it like, oh, that's why they do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, thumbs up. This so. wasn't boring science math shit. This is good. <laughs> this is real good. Um, yeah, so th- that's what I'm, you know, struggling with. Is okay. I, I want to try to figure out a good way to, to put this but so that's that's something yeah that my I whole chunking will... thing doesn't help you at all I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. like it, it's a it, it's perfectly valid way, way to look at stuff especially it doesn't it breaks with the two negatives in your equation though like the chunking is no good with two equations or two negatives here's something interesting that, that I learned recently which is may sort of may give you I don't know if it's going to give you an idea, but it will. It's interesting that there are some studies that that purport to show that if you don't have a good understanding of mathematics, if you're like say from a, from a tribe that doesn't understand mathematics, then well, let, let me start with this: if you start with a, with numbers one through nine, and you it, it simplifies as so a one dot, two dots. Three dots, four dots, whatever, up to nine dots. And you ask a simplified version of um, what's halfway between this. Your answer would be 
halfway between one and nine is. Well, oh, but you're asking about the dots, right? Is the notation. Just, uh, I, just I think that, about don't just think about the number. Let's have everything on now. I think it's five, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have equal space right. on both sides. Right. Um. So the what? Oh, has, okay. Halfway between is different than half of. Right. That's that's part of why I was. Yeah. So the that, no, that's that's correct based on our axioms of, of, of math and everything. Halfway between one and nine is nine. But from what I have seen, there have been some studies that indicate that for very young people who haven't learned math, and for tribes that haven't learned math, they would say this is halfway because and that's three dots because they have a sort of a more logarithmic intuition. Then, really? Yeah. Then, the, so, so the numeric intuition that we we have to teach ourselves this. This is our own axiom of around the universe. Whereas, to someone who looks at it, it, just seems like okay. Well, that's you know, that's interesting. What is the? I guess the evolutionary thing that would let you like actually like have a gut that it's a logarithmic. Well, because there, there's a difference. Yeah. So it's like. There's definitely a difference between two and twenty, right? Is there that much of an obvious difference between oh, ten and twenty? Is it kind of a ha- one more than a lot? Is your halfway? Is that kind of what sort of means? right? It's like you have something that is like it's it's about magnitude, not about. I, mean, I think that makes more sense, numbers. right? It's not really log. Logarithmic means like you kind of have this like deeper understanding. Well, no, but logarithmic it, is about magnitude. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Right. I guess you're right. I mean, to be accurate about it, see, you need this understanding. But if you're if you're winging it, then, yeah, I guess one more than a lot. It, you know, what's one more than 10? 11 dots is not a lot. But it's obvious there's a difference between 10 and 100. But it's not all that obvious there's a major difference between 10 and 18. Yeah. I, I think your answers might vary, like how like how comparative the question is, right? Mm-hmm. Like the question you asked me was very comparative. Now, if you took away the options, here's here, look at this, mm-hmm. and look at this, and then now look at these two. Which mm-hmm. one's halfway? Mm-hmm. You know, then maybe the the smaller number, like you said, I could see that kind of experiment yielding smaller numbers, even in people more educated than you used to describe mm-hmm. right um yeah because because it was just thoughts especially if it's if visual it's, with yeah. you know and and so i thought when you said three i thought it was going to be you have your nines mm-hmm. in a three by three group, right right and i thought there was going to be some correlation between just one row of the grid or something. I thought you were yeah, right. Yeah, no, so that, so that was the wrong way for you to put it. But this is... Well, you can sort of see where this... Kind of, where, where this sort of makes some sort of intuitive sense. Uh, it's interesting. I, I, I can't say that... I, I've, I've been cutting things in half for so long... Right. ...that I can't imagine three is feeling intuitively half mm-hmm. of nine. But the point that, that that I think is interesting about this, 
would that it were true, and I'm not sure that it's true. You know, I just I've seen a study that, yeah. that says that, but I, I don't know whether it's absolutely true. Is that it implies that there's a the 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 fundamental understanding we have when we're when we're not taught these things is more logger is more based on magnitude than than actual counting. And we teach ourselves something different. Yeah. I mean, part of it is in your sphere, how important is accuracy, right? That's one of the things that I don't think that I've been trying, like recently I've been trying to impress on the kids. Like estimates are often all you need. Mm -hmm. And actually their math I think there's two things. I think their math is doing a lot better in do in estimates being good enough, which is great. Which is it, that's as far out of the box as I could think public school could be. Is right. estimates are the right answer, and then you know I don't, you haven't been around kids a ton. I don't know if you noticed any of your uh, nieces and nephews going through like the very literal stage. Like they take everything literally. <laughs> All the kids, every kid does it, mm-hmm. right? And you like it's so frustrating. It's like you know, from phrases like "give me a minute" to right, but things that that's more of that's a, kind of like it's also like the why stage. Right? Give me a minute. It's more of a colloquialism, but there's other things where you're actually using numbers. Which isn't just like, hold on, you annoying kid. Which, right. give me a minute, hold on, you annoying kid. Yeah. But there's other things where they are just way too literal. Even with their new math learning of estimates or valid answers. Right. Uh, we did some things today with Allie and Max, where both of them were getting a bit... Max more so. I think Allie's getting old enough that she you know, is back to the... Getting out of the literal stage, mm-hmm. but Max is firmly in it. It's like, I only need to measure something that was five feet. You know, so I can show her the trick. Like, how tall are you? I'm five feet. Well, here, do this. Stretch your arms out and just run something between it. That's good enough for what we're doing. We don't need anything more accurate than that. You know, and, uh, you know, just getting kids to appreciate, like, estimate, the value of estimating. Because I think for a century... The value of estimating was under. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the interesting thing about this math is that it it's not being learned in isolation. It's being learned with a whole bunch of other topics that's flooding kids' brains at the point where they are best able to to incorporate all that information when when their brains are at the point where they are their most plastic. Uh, So it's the right time, but it's still a lot of information they have, And, and it's just it's. So interesting to how they integrate it, and, and it's not going to be the same way you do. It's not going to be the same way anybody else does. Yeah. Uh, the bounce on his Italian leather sofa. <laughs> uh, rotation. Good, good job. Thank you. Wrap this up. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next week, probably.